0: Welcome! I'm so glad you can join us. This is the fourth lesson in our series titled, The Least Likely. The title for today's lesson is, Until Death Do Us Part. Our scripture comes from Ruth, Chapter 1. By studying the sacrifice Ruth makes to stay with Naomi, we get to see a great example of compassion and mercy. So, let's begin. Join me in reading from Ruth chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judea, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Emilech, his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Mahalon, and Kilion. They were Ephraites from Bethlehem, Judea, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Amalek, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpha and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Melion and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left with her two sons, without her two sons and her husband. when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter-in-laws prepared to return home from there with her two daughter-in-laws. She left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. I am going to am I going to have more sons who could become your husbands return home my daughters i am too old to have another husband even if i thought there was still hope for me even if i had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons would you wait until they grew up would you remain unmarried for them no my daughters it is more better it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. This is a good story for us. And we thank God for good stories that show his people and their commitment to him. So let's dive into the text. Ruth's name means compassion or friend, and she exemplifies both these words. She is loyal and true, and she teaches us a great deal about commitment. When Naomi's husband and sons die, In Ruth 1, she urges Ruth and her daughter-in-law, Orpha, to return to their homes so they may take other husbands. It was the custom during this time for the brother of the dead man to wed his widowed sister-in-law. However, in this case, case, both brothers were dead, leaving Naomi, Ruth, and Orpha on their own. Orpha, though saddened by the departure, does leave. But Ruth refuses to leave Naomi. Ruth tells her, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. That's verses 16 and 17. When we hear Ruth speak up to Naomi in this passage, we hear the force behind her tone. She is offended that Naomi would expect her to go back on her commitment and allegiance to her. We see Ruth taking her commitment very seriously. Her loyalty to Naomi is obvious, but we also see her commitment to the Lord. She has already committed herself to the Lord, and she binds herself to Naomi out of that commitment and her commitment to her marriage. During Ruth's time, women were seen mostly as a means to have children, especially sons. They needed men to survive financially. Women without fathers, husbands, or sons didn't have access to financial or legal structures of the day. Ruth and Naomi had no choice but to live off of others' generosity. We must ask, Who in our own society is forced to survive off of the generosity of others? Before we dive into the question, I want to take a little side note and point out to us um, that Ruth is part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. So, in Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, actually both of them are in verse 5, we see two women mentioned. It says, Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Rahab the prostitute, um, that we uh, read about earlier, helping the spies escape the city of Jericho. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Um, and so we see Ruth showing up in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. All because of her compassion, mercy, faithfulness, tied Naomi, and her refusing to leave Naomi in a desperate situation. Um, Ruth could have gone back home, back home to her parents, uh, found another husband, and... Um, but she instead chose to tie her fate to Naomi and help Naomi in whatever way she could um, and chooses to serve God in serving Naomi. Um, And so we see this this high level of sacrifice. Ruth trades a possible future for At the time, no future at all, um, in order to be with Naomi and to serve God. Um, And later on in the story, we'll find out that uh, she's going to meet a man named Boaz, and they are going to get married, and the story has a happy ending. Um, And an even more blessing... Um, that Ruth didn't know about at the time, but she becomes part of that genealogy that leads to the savior of the world. Um, Really, really cool stuff. Um, Least likely people, Rahab and Ruth, um, are just a handful of... A couple women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, um, and it all comes back to their faithfulness to serve God's people, even when they don't—they are not a part of God's people. They link themselves to God's people and choose to be faithful. Um, huge testament, huge testament. So Ruth shows compassion, commitment, and mercy. To Naomi in her time of need, and the question that we're asked was, "Who are in our own society? Who in our own society is forced to survive off the generosity of others?" Um, and I think we can think of homeless people, um, those living under the poverty line. We have pretty big generalize- generalized groups that we put. Um, people in who live off of the generosity of others. Um, But there are also those that we don't think about that don't fit into those categories that don't need monetary generosity. But maybe they don't have great parents. And so they live off of the love and compassion and, and and parenting of others. Um, Or maybe they have never known what it is like to have someone put trust or faith in them. And they they need and they live off of someone willing to take a chance on them. Um, And so we gotta open ourselves up to not just monetary generosity, but the generosity of everything that we are and everything that we we have um and look for those who can benefit from those um and that that brings us back around to to ruth um, because it's not just throwing money or resources or It's not just throwing things at people who who are forced to survive off of our generosity. But it is actually linking ourselves to them. Linking ourselves to them like Ruth links herself to Naomi. Sitting with them in the hard places. Walking with them through their difficult times. Loving on them. Even when it's hard. Doing life with this person. That's what we're called to be. That's the example that Ruth sets before us. As she serves and shows compassion and love and mercy to Naomi. Linking herself to that person who is her mother-in-law who has no future. Who has no hope but choosing to serve her. That's what we're called to be as the church. That's what we're called to be as Christians. And I know we have those people in our lives. And I know we have a tendency to just throw money at them like it's going to solve the problems that they face. When we are called to be like Ruth, and link ourselves to them, showing love, showing compassion, showing mercy, and living life with them through the good times and through the bad times. So who has the Lord laid on your heart? Who are you being called to show compassion and mercy and love to this very day? Who is God calling you to link your life to and live life with that person, being there for them through the good times and the bad times? It's not always easy, but it's what God calls us to do. My hope is that we would all jump on those opportunities that we would get outside our comfort zone, get outside of our self-centeredness, and serve those who desperately need it. Let us pray. Lord, it is not easy for us to do what Ruth does here, to link ourselves to somebody, to show them compassion and mercy and love in the midst of their hopelessness. But you call us to do it because it points them towards you and shows the world what your kingdom is truly about. So we ask for your help, Lord. Embolden us and empower us to be your hands and feet in this broken world. We love you and pray these things in your name. Amen. Go in his grace and peace and know that you are loved.